Welp, here we are <laughs> once again after a very, very long break. Uh, basically, just so we could say goodbye. This is our kind of finale episode, so it's a little bit uh, bittersweet. Uh, yes. If you're new here, probably you're not, but <laughs> just in case, this is the Hold Up podcast, uh, where for the past 13, 14 episodes, we have looked back at various films and movie series and asked ourselves whether or not they held up. I think we covered quite a bit during the the COVID break when we were both kind of bored and looking for something to do. Uh, And by we, I'm talking about my (laughs) co-host, Matthew Cleary here in Columbia. Yeah, and soon we won't be so far from each other, although still kind of far, <laughs> because Hi. South America is a bigger continent than people realize. Uh, yeah, I'm moving soon. By soon, I mean like in a few days. Like, I'll probably be there when this episode comes <laughs> well, by out. By the time this comes out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm moving to Porto Alegre, which is in South Brazil, uh, close to Buenos Aires, though about a two-hour flight from Buenos Aires and uh, and Montevideo in, in Uruguay. In that kind of general area, if you know anything about geography. So uh, I'm very excited to finally be getting out of there. <laughs> getting out of Canada. Yeah, getting out of right. But where could you take a bus to? Like, could you take a bus to Rio or San Paulo or something? Or... <laughs> I could. It's, they're kind of far. I think it's a lot easier to just fly there. Right. Uh, like Columbia. Because it's, it's like a two-hour flight to San Paulo from gotcha. Porto That's Alegre. pretty long. So, yeah, so a bus would probably be like eight or nine hours or something like that. Oh, yeah, or more. Like I would say Bogota is like an hour flight from... Pasto, right? It's like a twenty-four hour. But ride. Bogota, but Bogota takes forever because you're in the Andes, so everything uh, is yeah. <laughs> three yeah. times longer than it should be because you're going around mountains the whole time. Right, uh, Brazil like map, is a lot so close. straighter. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. When you're like, in the coast of Colombia, you can get from Monteria to Cartagena to. Yeah, it doesn't take as long. Yeah, pretty straightforward. <clears throat> And it's, yeah, it's kind of the same in Brazil. Uh, I think there's mountains near the middle of Brazil, but nothing as bad as, like, the Andean region in Colombia. Sure, uh, the whole Pasto so Ibialis area is very hard to get anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there's rock slides everywhere, right. <laughs> and, like... Uh, there were so many times where I was just kind of in God's hands at that point because the your driver is going like probably 90, 80, 90 kilometers an hour on the right. edge of a cliff with like no guardrail. <laughs> right. And there's like a rock slide and they're just going around it where you can't see if there's another car coming on the other side of the rock slide. Well, Fun times. You, I'll if, never if forget. Remember, <laughs> like, I used to always time Pasto by being like, I'll be there within two hours. Like, two hours would be sort of like the... Yeah. But this last... I was there last week, and I went... So I flew to Pasto, spent a couple days in Pasto, then went to Ipialis, spent two weeks in Ipialis, drove back to Pasto, obviously, spent so... And both of those trips were a good three and a half, four hours. 
And the the day wow. I flew in, it just traffic. Or? Traffic, yeah. The the day I flew in, my my girlfriend came and she uh, came from Ibialis, and she was also she left at like noon and got there at like four o'clock to the hotel. So. Um, yeah, it was really, and like, there's all the new roads, they built the new bridge. You'd think with all this new construction, things <laughs> would be a little bit better, but they're not. So yeah, they somehow got worse. <laughs> that sucks. Cause there used to be part times where I would hit traffic and it would take two and a half or three hours, but it was rare. And Love I went it. back and forth between those two cities, probably a lot more than you did. Oh, definitely. Uh, like at one definitely. point, almost every weekend, <laughs> I would be going to Pasto. Well, and some uh, people commuted. Some people would do a my yeah. My co teacher every single day commuted. Right, from a lot of Sena teachers Pasto did to that. Ipialis. And um, a couple of the foreign teachers did that too. I think after after you and I had left, um, I yeah, could, and that's it gets expensive too. It's you know it's what twenty eight thousand a day, even if you're getting a collectivo good seven yeah, pesos i don't know if they have if colombia has a uh like what do they call it in toronto it's like an express pass or something like that yeah, or I don't think so. you can just tap it and go on whatever bus like uh but even with two hours i wouldn't want to do that much less three plus you know no, no. I know my my, my old co-teacher teaches in pasto now. She just found another job. Oh, cool. So yeah, it was getting way too difficult. And she had a kid. So I think oh, yeah. like for her to spend all that time going to school, being there for however long, four or five hours, then going all the way back home, like it doesn't make any sense. So I think after she had her kid, she found a, a different job. But yeah, so I guess that's enough talk about us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just the that I'm going to Brazil. I'm going to be teaching English there. Uh, nice. Hopefully, it's a good company. I really I went on vacation to Brazil uh, last month, which is why we didn't record any episodes because we were both really busy. Uh, right. But I loved it, so I'm looking forward to going back there. Uh, yeah, I don't know how this company will be. If I don't like them, I could probably just find another job. To be honest. Right. Well, you got a visa, right? So you can kind of can you jump around, or you're stuck to that? Is it tied to that job? Uh, probably, probably it's going to be tied to this job. Okay. Well, still, though, you uh, can always transfer. I've had yeah, I've done that several yeah. times when I've been here. So, yeah, Colombia, obviously not Brazil. I could go to Uruguay for a few days and then come back. I really want to visit Uruguay. <laughs> I really want to visit. Um, you know, Uruguay is so tiny. It's like basically the Department of Colombia. It is, yeah. Actually, the depart the department of, or I guess they don't call, they call them states in Brazil, but the state right, right. of Brazil that I'm in is Bigger about than. the same size as Uruguay, right. like for just that state. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Like Uruguay looks like it should just be a part of another, like part of right. Argentina or something. Like, right. <laughs> I mean, Ecuador is very small too, but you know, Ecuador is like let's say four Colombian departments, but yeah, Uruguay is really, really tiny. Yeah, but it has one of the best uh, governments and lowest crime rates in mm -hmm. yep. uh, South America. So yeah, low cost. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> they I'm also happy. legalized weed. So oh, nice. I'm uh, happy for them. Yeah. 
I'm happy yeah, for anyone like, doing well, you know? Yeah. Someone, someone's <laughs> like, hey, uh, Paraguay has Which is great... why I'm not happy for the United States right now. I know, I feel sad for very, very unhealthy country, <laughs> politically right. speaking. It's not good. Fall of Rome uh, sort of things going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is not... We're and... not the political... No, I don't. I, I'm glad. You know, I'm glad podcast. we're not. That would be. I don't think. I'd, I don't think I'd have much fun doing a political podcast. I, I like. Mo- I like. Especially with the way. Especially with the way things are now, and. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's a good way to earn uh, listeners, I guess. The, especially if yeah. you can generate outrage. Oh yeah. <laughs> like so, so many of the YouTubers I watch in their videos are like, look, I could have so many more views if I made this type of video where I put this type of clickbaity title right? and whatever, like I, either left or right, like either right. side. If you trigger the outrage of that side, you can get so many views, but the guy's like, I, that's not what I want to do. I want to create a healthy discourse <laughs> between people. And so don't, my videos aren't as popular. But yeah, I, I wonder. I those guess are the people like I a, tend to enjoy watching. <laughs> like if I did some clickbaity MAGA patriot in Colombia destroys leftists, yeah. and like <laughs> I, I guarantee you, like I put on some character of just some some fire breathing Trump guy, you get people like oh, I love that guy's show. You know, it's that's when you listen yeah. to all those shows. It's all they are, it's just people ranting loudly uh, about about the left. <laughs> Yeah, like info wars and all that yeah. bullshit. <laughs> you wonder how many of those people are just playing characters too, to um you know. You look yeah, at some to, of their... to some extent. I don't know. The what's what's the name of the, the InfoWars guy? I can't think uh, of Alex Jones, who is actually Alex Jones, yeah. The, he, he was in like two Rickard, Richard Linklater movies. Um Really? <laughs> yeah, he played the like, street um as okay, himself it, or it, yeah as some well as i think as like a version of it was what was the rotoscoped one with keanu reeves uh, waking life oh uh there's yeah, there's two i think there's waking life which i haven't seen and i really want to and then there's the scanner darkly okay okay yeah scanner darkly is the one of keanu reeves and uh waking life's the one with wiley wiggins i, I like them both a lot i think he's in both of them playing uh That's so weird <laughs> waking life he's like ranting i think it's because it's because link ladder is also from texas right i think so is alex jones right right Pretty and sure Ladder, he, he mentioned it because someone's like how do you you know after after the trump election when jones had gone from sort of just this anti-government sort of sort of figure to like this very trumpian sort of um and jones is like hey look it's not like, like a mean, like conspiracy guy and all that yeah he used to be more like very anti-bushes and then and he's just kind of anti anti-war and i you know i never listened to him but like, like later anti-everything was like, kind of thing right anti-authoritarian um or anti-government at least but uh, link later was like yeah you know me and him aren't friends or anything he's like hey, he was he was in the same sort of circles i was coming up in texas and i asked him hey if you want to do a kind of a cameo thing in this thing I'm doing. And, you know, that was the extent of our relationship. Cause people are, Hey, how do you feel him being in these? Cause it was after the whole, you know, one of the school shootings, he said it was, a what are the right wings? Yeah. The whole false. Sandy hook thing. And Sandy now he's hook being thing, sued yeah. for that. Yeah. I think he lost actually. I think he, uh, I think he was found liable. 
Um, yeah, so, which yeah, he should be because <laughs> he's right. literally just spreading lies. But yeah, right, Hor- horrible guy. Uh, yeah, that's weird. I did not know he was even in movies at all. But I recommend. I know. Both I know. Linklater does put a lot of like non-actor, like local Texas people in his movies. Yes, like in, yes. In the movie Bernie with Jack Black, like love that movie. Like Jack Black is an actor, and I think a few of the other main characters, but a lot of the right. local people that he interviews were real people, people that were involved in the story. So it's like a semi-documentary kind of thing, which is interesting. Same with uh, Boyhood. I think a lot of the like minor character, like the members of Ethan Hawke's band and stuff like that, oh, are yeah, just yeah. random local like Texas people. That yeah, like the the professor, movies. the the boy, <laughs> the 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 abusive professor. He he's an actor. He's not a professor, but he's very like a very like a stage actor in like the area. You know. He hasn't done very. He doesn't have very many. I thought he was really good in that too. It reminds me of uh, George Romero, like just casting a bunch of local Pittsburgh people in all of his movies. Like, right. A lot of them are really good, but they're just people you've never heard of because they're just random local Pittsburgh actors. I, yeah, I had that Sam feeling. Raimi did the same thing with like Detroit people <laughs> in the Evil Dead and. Right. Right. Yeah, I had that feeling watching every one of the movies I did watch since uh, since we've last spoken, which has been a long time, as you alluded to. Uh, well, not spoken. We talk all the time. Yeah, I guess but, we can um, get into all the stuff we've been watching. That's kind of just what I here. wanted to talk about. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, t- I saw Everybody Wants Some, which is a couple years old now. Um, Rick, oh, Richard... nice. I, I watched that on a plane. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember where I was going. I think I was either going to Taiwan coming okay. back from taiwan but yeah, yeah i've seen it it's it's pretty I like good it. i liked it a lot um i like richard linklater a lot i like that style of just sort of meandering and it was speaking of hold up and nostalgia it was a very nostalgic movie for me even though i'm i guess quite a bit yeah. younger than, than these these guys would have been what but you're old 70s? enough to remember that time in the early 80s or was it no it's like late 80s that movie i think is that it okay I was thinking maybe even late seventies. No, because Dazed and Confused was in the late set was like oh, high yeah, yeah, school right. kids in the late seventies, right? And this is the same then, age kids, sort of. Yeah, and then this was like college kids in the late eighties. So I'm wondering if Linklater at some point is going to make a third part of like the trilogy about like old like people in their th- or late twenties, early thirties in the nineties. <laughs> right. Like that. Right. That would be cool. Like yeah, it, out of yeah, just out it of it feels college. like it needs to be a trilogy and he hasn't finished it yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm looking and forward see, to the next one. Days and Confused came out when I was a senior in high school, freshman in college, sort of thing like that. So just starting to like drink and smoke weed and hang out on our own, like in the same sort of I grew up in upstate. It was New like York, the perfect so. movie for you. Yes. <laughs> and we did the same sort of parties, you know. Hey, let's go to the cemetery, let's get a keg, let's go to the um, you know, let's round up a bunch of uh, people and see who wants to go down to the lake tonight, you know, kind of thing. And cops like come and send and... you on your own, send you on your own. I wouldn't arrest anyone. They just send people on their way, you know. Um, so, yeah. Now, were, were you in 
uh, New York at this time. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I grew up to Florida. I yeah, I gra- I gra- I moved to North Carolina when I was sixteen, but I had gone oh, back to that. New York at the time of graduation, just uh, basically for my old school's graduation. And so I was there for a month or two, month two months, and those two were very days of confused. Hey, let's you know drive to the city because we want to get tickets to this concert. Drive to Albany because so and so is uh, you know just rented a new apartment, kind of thing. very very much of a of a that sort of uh, sort of vibe. And then hanging out with those same friends during Y two K when everyone's ready to graduate college it was very similar to this movie too. You know, very you know kind of house to house looking, you know, you run into someone you knew 20 years ago and you haven't seen him. Say, hey, come in and have a, have a drink. And like that one baseball guy who turned into a punk guy. And, you know, I, I just, I like the movie. I, I link later is great. I, uh, I don't remember I don't, I, it super well. I just kind of remember the overall like vibe of it. Cause it doesn't right. really have like a plot. No, there's no, there's no plot. <laughs> it's just the guy, of. this guy joins a frat and stuff happens. Uh, baseball, yeah, it, baseball, baseball team. Yeah. 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 I remember, yeah. I remember that. And then like practicing and they, the, the part that's in all the trailers where they like tape the people to the fence and they're hitting right, balls. Right. Right. The, which is horrible, but <laughs> uh, it's extremely dangerous. <laughs> But uh, but it's, it sounds like something you would do if you're right. They would do that in my school with soccer, and, so, and they wouldn't tape people, but they'd have people stand against the wall after soccer practice and take shots uh, at you. Um, oh, if you fun! If you lost. <laughs> yeah, so glad so. I didn't do sports in high yeah. school. <laughs> the, uh, were you in football. any sports? Like, did were you on the soccer team? Is um, firsthand, <laughs> or you I just played, heard about it? No, see, I played soccer. Night, it would have been ninth and tenth grade, I guess. I'm trying. I might get my years confused because I, I I moved in tenth grade. I didn't play any sports in North Carolina. I entered as a junior, but I played soccer. Oh, okay. In, in a, and I was a statistician on the bas- basketball team in uh, in New York. So until I oh, left, so okay. I'm guessing it would have been tenth grade. It's been so long ago, I don't remember exactly. But yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of interesting, though. I didn't know that you moved around so much. I thought you just went from new york and then you went to like florida when you were like going to college or something oh no yeah i, I went to the junior year of high school I, I went to north carolina so my last two years of high school i went to school there and then then actually went to the university of georgia university of north carolina and then law school in florida so i didn't get down to florida till 2000 uh, 2001 okay. actually is when i moved to miami Oh, okay. So, yeah, I already have my like undergrad. Right, right before I was starting high school. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's kind of funny we kind of line up that way. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I, I watched the Before Trilogy, too, which I had seen, obviously. But um, after watching yeah. Everybody Wants Some, I'm like, yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a while. Let me just put that on. And obviously nice. holds up. Such a good movie. I watched, uh, like, not recently, but at the beginning of the pandemic, I was watching a lot of stuff with commentary tracks turned on. Uh, So I watched uh, the only one of the before movies that has a commentary is uh, Before Midnight. Oh, the last one. I watched that one with the... Yeah, it has a commentary with Julie Delpy, Ethan Hawke, and, and Richard Linklater. 
Um, do you like that? I like that one a lot. It was good. I, <laughs> it was a pretty informative uh, commentary. Uh, I didn't realize yeah. like that one super long take that they're in the car, uh, like just how involved and how long they had to rehearse that in order to get it right. Because right, it's, and the like, kids are like in the car too. One single fifteen-minute take or something like that, right. where it just. Uh, it cuts away one time to show where they're what they're looking at, but in the commentary, Linklater says like that cutaway wasn't to mask a cut; mm. it was just inserted later. Like it's when it cuts back, it's still part of the same long oh, wow. fifteen-minute single take. And the kids yeah. are sleeping in this in the scene. The, the yeah, their daughter I think so. So they they had to they had to act like they were sleeping for like the whole time that like right. you would just tell them okay now go to sleep and they would just pretend like they were sleeping. Wow! And they'd be filming for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> and they they the kids are involved somehow. It doesn't like he eats an apple or something. And the kid says, "What about?" I remember the kid has a very brief line and goes like, "Wow, that's that's actually really tricky then to to have to incorporate that and have the timing right." Yeah. I, I love uh, I love um, that's actually realize. I, that movie was uh, I guess bittersweet would you call it melancholy um, it's yeah kinda... and it's it's kind of grown on me I think it might actually be my favorite of the three so, in too. some ways uh, I feel like I related feel, a lot to the, the most real one. like the even the scene where they're like about to have sex and then they get into the worst argument ever oh right it's the, so it's yeah. so cringy because it's so relatable it's like right oh, i'm about to get that pussy <laughs> and then you messed it up <laughs> like, i think we've all been there at least once in our lives <laughs> right um i would say the um re-watching it's funny re-watching speaking of nostalgia and holding up to, the first one gives you that nostalgia for like that uh I don't know, college age a little bit of freedom yeah, yeah like when you're going on your first trip and you're all excited right to- the breakup he's going through and stuff was was pretty spot on. Then the second one was where it's sort of like okay, he's sort of like a famous author based on what happens, and then they, you know, and she's sort of uh, doing a bunch of things, right? She's not a hundred percent happy with her life. I, I like how the second one ends sort of ambiguous, where you don't know if they're going to end up together, but you kind of have a feeling because he's married with a kid at that point. Um, yeah, yeah. It was good. And then, it was good. If yeah, I had to rank them, I guess I'd go one, three, together. two, but they're all great, maybe. Yeah, it's so hard. Like I, at different times, I would rank them differently. Like at one time, I would say like two, one, three. Now I'd probably right. say three, two, one, but maybe three, one, two. I don't know. Like I don't know. I do is, that, is that our best trilogy? Toy Story movies. I, <laughs> I can't. right. I don't know which Toy Story movie I like the most. I like three, three a lot. I liked. Um, yeah, but then re- I rewatched them recently, and I really liked Toy Story two a lot more than I remembered liking it. Like it's see, I, I only saw that once. I don't. Re- I remember there's like a like a western theme or something. The the antagonist is like a cowboy or something. Yeah, they find they kind of find out like Woody's origins in that one. <laughs> right. Right. It, it does a really good job of building on the little that we know about Woody and Buzz from the first movie. Right. Um, which, speaking of which, I saw the new Buzz Lightyear movie during oh. one of the things I saw recently. In the Did theaters. you like it? 
it was okay. <laughs> right. It had it had really good, like well uh, planned out action scenes, but like the plot and character development in between the action scenes was really lacking. Uh, it felt like they really devoted a lot of time to ensure that the action scenes were really like entertaining and fun and engaging, okay. which they were. <laughs> but the the Buzz Lightyear character is like one of the most boring main characters of any Pixar mm. movie. He has almost no character development. I don't really care that much about his like without giving anything away, like his whole motivation to like complete his mission or whatever is mm-hmm. not compelling at all. <laughs> so right. that part of the movie falls kind of flat and it's the the humor in it kind of fell flat too. Like I almost wish they had either made it completely humorless, like just gone the action movie route and just had a little bit of humor but not much. Right. Or get someone in there to punch it up and make it funnier cuz it was kind of in this weird in-between zone where it was just trying to be funny but not (laughs) yeah that's a rough place to be in yeah so it's like a six out of ten for me okay for a movie that doesn't need to exist i thought it was okay Uh, pixar right is that that's the yeah i you're not much of an animation guy but i'm obsessed with pixar (laughs) and i have been since i was a kid so i've seen almost every one of their movies in theaters except for the ones that didn't come to theaters because of the pandemic right uh, so when Lightyear came out in theaters i was like i got it i'm a pixar loyalist i gotta go see it <laughs> see this i should probably just bite the bullet one day and watch a bunch of like the highly rated ones that like you yeah know, like that everyone just sit loves. down and watch it. Th- those and the studio ghibli movies from japan okay if you can if you can find them somewhat like spirited away princess mononoke okay i've heard of those whisper of the heart like uh, what's the one um grave of the fireflies like there's a, a bunch that are really 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 good okay not all of them they same with pixar like don't watch the cars movies <laughs> <laughs> don't watch any most of the sequels the only good sequels were the toy story movies weirdly like okay uh Monsters University is okay I think I saw at best. <laughs> Finding I Dory saw is Monsters. okay at best. Like, I didn't see that. Yeah, um, most of the sequels are kind of disappointing as well. But the even the recent Pixar movies, except for Lightyear, like they've all actually been really good. I really enjoyed Turning Red. Uh, I love Soul. Soul was great. Okay. Uh, what was the Luca? Was the other one? They're all on Disney Plus, anyways. <laughs> right, was right. Pretty good. Um, Encanto was that Pixar? That one's Disney. Oh, okay. It's kind of kids... it's hard to tell now, like because <laughs> they're so similar. It's right, uh, especially like Encanto. You can tell it's Disney because it's a musical. Pixar doesn't make musicals. Oh, okay. uh, with the exception of Coco, which isn't. It's only like a semi-musical because the music in Coco is all diegetic. Like it's mm-hmm. a movie about a musician. So it's like he's playing music on stage or he's like busking in the park right. or something. Uh, but they don't I make saw like Coco with students. I, I loved Coco. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Yeah, see, I didn't really pay 100%. I was, it was like one of those things is the 
one of those things where like this classes were towards the end of the semester and I was trying to give them give them sort of a reward and that's what they decided to watch and um you know i had half okay, an eye grading papers stuff to it. yeah <laughs> yeah but uh from what i saw i enjoyed it yeah it was uh it, it came out at a time when pixar was releasing a bunch of crappy sequels and stuff oh, okay coco was like kind of kind of like a return to form for pixar oh, nice. so i really enjoyed it um other animated movie that I've seen recently, we talked about it a little bit, um, like just before the show, was the Bob's Burgers movie. Okay, yeah, I want to watch it. <laughs> it's it's so good. I I haven't been completely loving the last like two or three seasons of Bob's Burgers. It's been getting kind of more hit or miss, which is normal. It's in season twelve or thirteen or something, so right. It's like inevitable at this point, but. The movie feels like like season three or four when it was at its peak, like that level of writing sustained okay. for a hundred minutes or however long it is. It's really good. It feels like they've been put assigning all the good writers to the movie and letting everyone else work on the show or something like because uh, it's probably the my favorite like movie based on a tv show like animated tv show to movie type of thing like you know they have like the simpsons movie and right i haven't seen any of the spongebob movies but the like that type of thing uh it it perfectly captures everything i love about bob's burgers without being like uh annoying about it or too fan servicey but so like new people can go see it who have never seen Bob's Burgers and still get it, still enjoy it, still understand the characters. But people who have been watching the show for 12 seasons are going to get a lot more out of it because there's all these yeah. characters in the background that they'll know who they are and stuff like that. So. See, I've never really watched the show. Um, um, oh, I know interesting. I, so, I know I should. <laughs> I'll be curious to know. I'll be curious to know what you think about the movie. Then, like, if you watch it before watching the show, yeah, I plan on watching the movie. <clears throat> like, might I'm be curious weird. if the movie will make you want <laughs> to go back and watch the show. Uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, and it was one of those shows of because uh, like, who's the who's the main character? Um, uh, H. John Benjamin, the guy yes, from uh, Archer. Uh, Archer, and uh, um, he was in the what's the, what's the movie I really like? Wet Hot, Wet Hot, what's it? Wet Hot American Summer movies. Summer. Uh, he's in he the sequel. Not another teen movie for like two minutes. I was really surprised with it. That oh. was another random movie I watched recently, and yeah, I was really surprised he shows up. Who is he he's in like, that? He's the football coach's assistant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. That's right. He's barely in it. Like he just shows up and he he complains about something. Like when they're putting the one guy with like brain damage on the field. Yeah, the yeah, one yeah. Thing like we can't put him out there. He's gonna yeah. die out there or something like that. He has like a but dead that was, like, line. Pre fame, yeah. like no one knew who H. John Benjamin was. Like <laughs> that's probably one of his first roles. Oh, okay. Friend of the fr- friend of the people. He's probably involved yeah, in writing I mean, at the time, right? He was probably doing stand-up at that point or something. Right. Knew him. Yeah, because if he was, he's one of those guys who have his, he's has he has his hands in a lot of things behind the scenes, right? So he has a lot of writing credits, I think. 
Oh, okay. I didn't. I don't know that much about him outside of like his voice work and like the few live action things that he's been in. But, right. Uh, that's pretty cool. So he he might have even worked on writing some episodes of Bob's Burgers. Yeah, I can imagine. He, he's one of those guys when you look at his IMDb, it's like all the shows you like. He's been on one or two episodes of. You know, like all oh, the really good yeah. HBO shows and. Yeah, that's yeah. A few actors like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. What I, I didn't know this. Bob's Burgers movie was great. <laughs> Go see nice. it. Probably my favorite animated. Like I, I honestly, I don't care about the Oscars, but I kind of hope that the Bob's Burgers movie wins the best animated movie Oscar. Right. Uh, but that that waits to be seen because I think there's a couple more like Disney movies and maybe another Pixar movie coming out this year, so there could be some some better stuff coming out oh and the the next spider-man spider-verse movie is coming out like november december or something like that oh yeah yeah i, I saw that i'm excited about <laughs> now that movie. is not in that's not a marvel movie right that's not part of the the marvel verse no, yeah like it's not in the marvel cinematic universe okay because the line has been blurred, though. <laughs> now that I they've know, included, especially between other Marvel things. and Sony, uh, like with right. the new Spider-Man movie, where it kind of splits into two universes. Right. The, new, the Morbius movie and the Venom movies are like in this like the, right. this like Splinter universe, and it's getting the whole Marvel thing is getting way too confusing at at this point, like. Phase three had the perfect ending, and now phase four they're trying to like expand into the multiverse and introduce right. characters from like the the old X Men movies from the two thousands, and they got right, like, right. old Tobey Maguire's coming back and all this stuff, and it's 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 fun for like nostalgia bait for five minutes, but right. if you stop and think about it for any amount of time, it's like this is just really confusing, and it also not only do I need to go back and watch 27 MCU movies or whatever, but now I need to watch all the TV Tobey Spider-Man movies, all right. the X-Men movies, all the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, all the whatever. <laughs> and guaranteed when they do a new Fantastic Four movie, there's going to be like both old versions of the Fantastic Four. Right. They're going to have a Jessica Biel reference somehow. And a... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I wonder if they'll do a reference Miles to the Teller, I think was Miles the, Teller version was yeah. in the terrible Dan Trank or whatever that one came out. Fan D- four stick was <laughs> Dane DeHaan in that movie. No, he was in Amazing Spider-Man two. Oh, okay, because like he was in the other Josh Trank movie. So he he was in what's the what's the good? It's Cruz Oh, uh, Chronicle. Chronicle, yeah. yeah. Was Miles Teller in Chronicle? He Michael B. Jordan's been. in Chronicle. He plays the friend. That's right. Yeah. I don't remember if Miles Teller was in Chronicle or not. I gotta look this up. Yeah, I like Miles Teller. Yeah, there's there's the three kids, and I can't remember who plays the third one. So <laughs> right, right. right. Dane DeHaan's the, the main guy. Uh, No, it's Dane DeHaan, Alex Russell, and Michael B. Jordan. Oh, Alex Russell. I know that name, I think. And oh, I forgot Michael Kelly was also in. Oh yeah, he plays the dad. I really like Michael 
Michael Kelly. I love Michael Kelly. I watched Everest. Um, I, I've seen it before, but it's one of those. Eh, it's on. Uh, it's on. Um, Netflix. Kind of bored. Let me put this on, and uh, it's it's. Uh, he's really he good in it. That? Oh, he yeah. is in it. Okay. He's actually probably the best of the ensemble cast. You know, he was. He's really good. Okay, I have not seen Everest. It's good. It's not okay. <laughs> it's it's very well made. It's um, I had read the book, um, uh, and it was kind of interesting to see how the because the movie's not based on the book, but it's kind of interesting to see sort of the the author's viewpoint versus the filmmaker's viewpoint because there's some things that are different. Um, it's one of those movies. There's not really a lot of. There's no villains and heroes or anything like that. It's just sort of they tell the it's story. Just, oh, okay. It's just man versus nature. Yeah, and, and there's kind of. Um, I actually, I usually stop watching it at the point where um, the sort of after the crash because there's this kind of an extended rescue scene where the Josh Brolin character gets helicoptered off the mountain, which happened in real life. But at that point, the movie's kind of, it's the, that whole sequence is sort of uh, a little, it, it's fine, but it's, it's the best part of the mountain stuff. <laughs> the mountain stuff is really good. You see like all the little mistakes they make on the way. And like, as the movie's going and then you kind of go back here and you're like, Oh wow. If only they had had these ropes ready, or if only this character had listened to this character when he said, Hey, you can't go any further. Like there's a little, like all these things you're like, wow, if this had happened, this happened, the disaster would have been avoided kind of thing. Um, so it's, it's, it's good um, in that respect. Did they film it? Like, did they film a lot of it on real mountains? So like, yeah. There, there's a, a couple scenes that are kind of obvious, I guess it'd be a soundstage. There's a couple scenes where they're kind of on like a hanging on to a, like, like a transverse area talking where it's like okay this one is obviously but there's a lot of other scenes that are definitely i'm not sure where they filmed it maybe maybe canada i guess you know if you're gonna do ice ice and mountains or new zealand maybe yeah that's true a lot of new zealand actors in there that could be um um, jason clark is from new zealand i think right is he? I didn't know that. I thought he was just American, to be honest. Uh, I, might, I, might be, I might be wrong about that. No, I thought there was... Oh, he's Australian. He's Australian. Okay. But I, I, it was one of those things I, I, I had this that, feeling. He, never, oh. I've never heard his Australian accent in my life. <laughs> he has an American <laughs> accent in literally every movie. That's Sam crazy. Worthington. That was, the, that was the other Australian guy. But uh, okay, they shot me out. You can kind of tell, even even in like Avatar, when he's faking an American accent, like you can kind of mm-hmm. tell he's faking it a little bit. Right, right. But Jason Clark, I could not tell. He does a really good job. Of yeah, I actually I thought he was American too until I looked that up in the movie. Who's that other guy? Joel is Joel. Listen, Egerton is he is he uh, Australian or British or something? He's Australian, isn't he? I thought he was British, but maybe he is Australian. So is uh, Samara Weaving, who were kind of yes from Mayhem. Uh, yeah, Joel Edgerton is Australian as well. <laughs> that was so weird uh, to see him. In yeah, um... Samara Weaving is actually Hugo Weaving's niece, and they're oh okay, that makes yeah, sense. That makes sense. That that was so funny to see. Um, what's his name? Joel uh, Edgerton, Joel Edgerton in the in that Star Wars movie, or that Star Wars show. 
Yeah, I guess we can talk about Obi-Wan <laughs> a little bit because I watched all of it and I actually kind of liked it, even though I know a lot of Star Wars fans hated it. But I also I avoid I deliberately avoided reading any reviews mm-hmm. or going on to IMDb or anything until the show was over or or maybe had one or two episodes left uh, just because I wanted to form my own opinion on it. And then, of course, I go on to IMDb and every review is just this sucks. This is terrible. <laughs> this this sizzles when it should explode. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, and I don't know. I thought for a story, it doesn't need to exist, to be honest. We don't need an Obi-Wan show at right. all. But for a story, it's like that Buzz Lightyear movie. Like <laughs> For a thing that doesn't need to exist, I feel like they did their possible. best with it. <laughs> how does star wars work though we've told all the important stories now all we have left are these bullshit side quest type of things and we're just do our best with it like (laughs) but what's weird is do any of these side movies none of them are going forward right aren't they all like okay well middle which yeah between (laughs) movies three and four this is what happened kind of or is it rogue yeah. one like before part four or something it's so confusing because it's yeah like after episode three there's a bunch of stuff that happened like uh, right because it there's episode episode one and two i don't think there's much in between then in between no. episode two and three there's the clone wars tv series which i just okay, finished okay. watching and it's fantastic. and that gets good reviews better than every better than anything from the prequels <laughs> It's like the what the prequels should have been. It's what the yeah they actually wrote the Anakin character properly. Yeah, Yeah, they they actually give him a relationship with Obi Wan that makes them friends. Uh, Blah blah blah. Some of some of the episodes aren't like the Padme episodes are usually pretty terrible. (laughs) Like there's episodes you can skip in Clone Wars, but when an episode is good, it's really good. Um, and then after that, there's episode three. Then there's like. Then I think it's the Han Solo movie, then uh, the Obi-Wan show, then Rebels, then... then uh, right. Oh, yeah, I've uh, heard of Rebels. Then Rogue One, and then Episode Four. I think. All that stuff takes place in between those two... Uh, oh, the Mandalorian four. show, right? That one's later. That one takes place after Episode Six, like in the in kind of the gap between Return Six of the and Jedi... Seven. And okay the force awakens yeah okay i think it's like five years or something after the fall of the empire in episode six see that's kind of an interesting time period because that's actually one interesting thing like i don't like star wars you i've, I've been on the record of saying that i'm not a fan um i don't know a lot and of, I am. of the, I, I love and, and you are right <laughs> so you know a lot but of i also the, grew up with like i was obsessed with right. it when i was a kid and then i kind of fell out of love with it for a bit you know the stuff that i don't know and i'm like i'm like why is this like okay this is because you know you um but okay so after episode three there's this gigantic gap between because episode three ends with young ewan mcgregor darth vader is like a day old as darth vader uh (laughs) luke and leia are infants but then episode four it's like 20 years ahead, right? Because Alec Guinness yeah. is, is now an old man. Darth Vader's been in charge of the galaxy for 20 years. Luke, what is Luke, 20? 
Uh, I think it's he's nineteen. If nineteen, right. okay, nice. So nineteen years. So you have the, you do have a lot of space to fill, and then you go to they go to okay, Return of the Jedi, Darth Vader, Emperor, ever the Emperor, the Empire is destroyed, and then in in Episode Seven, the J.J. Abrams one, which I saw, it's the only one of these movies that I actually really, uh, really sort of liked. And I don't know if I've only watched it once, maybe I don't like it that much, but, um, <laughs> um, in that yeah, movie, I feel like you need to, you need to rewatch episode seven and then also watch episode eight and nine. I think so. I yeah. Episode nine. I just I to put, you need to see it once. just to like, put it yeah. together. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen eight and nine for the record, but so the gap between six and seven is huge because you have yeah, this like entire first force, and you have uh, what's the Princess Leia is now an old woman, and you know Luke is an old, an old uh, what do you call what you, a hermit? I guess like you call old Jedi Master. Kind of and thing. I guess a lot of stuff happened. All the all the Jedi died again, or something, and the the Knights of Ren rebelled, and all sorts of stuff. So there's a whole bunch of stuff they could fill in those gaps too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't know if Adam Driver and the Mandalorian kind of touches on this, like that there's kind of a power gap after the Empire falls that gets filled with all these like gangsters and stuff. Right, right. Like filling the void of like the fall of the Soviet Union, the fall of you know the Roman Empire or whatever. That's interesting, I guess. I but see, I get like Adam Driver is a really a real actor, so I don't think he would come back and be like, "Yeah, I'll make a t- I'll make a Disney Plus show about the Knights of Ren." Um, no, I don't think so. I know the guy <laughs> from Rogue One is making his own show that oh is is really the first Disney Plus show that I could care less about. <laughs> Out of all yeah. these, like even the Boba all Fett these... show, I was pretty excited for, and then it kind of sucked. Right, I heard the Obi Wan show. I was like, this could be interesting, but I'm like, but with the Diego Luna, whatever his Captain Andor, I think his name is. Like, okay, minor, minor character. Yeah, I'm like, why do why does he need a backstory? But he's getting one. <laughs> and then I bet a lot of these other actors, like I'm sure Daisy Ridley and stuff, she like, I don't want anything to do with that universe anymore. After getting death threats on death threats on Instagram yeah, from exactly. incels for the last ten years of my life. As well, oh like, yeah, I like I um I think I, most of the most of the people in the sequels have said I don't want to touch Star Wars ever again. Like, it's horrible the way they treated the um Rose character, well the Rose actress. Horrible, th- like so, one of those things Star where Wars fans are really the worst. Like. <laughs> I was looking it up on Reddit and like their their post like someone had gone into like a Walmart or something and like the fact that no one had bought her doll or the way that the shelf had like her doll was to the front and like whatever stupid doll was next to it like someone had bought two or three of them and that was proof that you know it's like uh, that, who are like, these people these, hate her or whatever yeah these people are like the worst humans and the stupid. you know and they're tagging her in the post and so like they're just no wonder she quit. Um, Quit Which is prob- probably that video was before the movie even came out, and like no one knew who her character was. So probably so. Yeah. Probably <laughs> so. It was one of those leaks from Reddit or whatever. 4chan. Yeah, horrible they're places. going off on uh, Moses something. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. And she was good. Uh, from Obi Wan. 
she kind of she's i like i can understand some of the criticism like i have a friend who watches it and he didn't really like her performance because she's kind of overacting a little bit and i don't disagree uh, right well that's Star Wars. also <laughs> all of all of the inquisitors are like super overacting <laughs> like, yeah they're so comic book is, characters <laughs> uh, I, I can't remember the guy's name but the dude from homeland plays like the grand inquisitor and he's like extremely like chewing the scenery so she's right. just kind of playing off that dynamic is what i think sure. happened well who is um all these scenes with like darth vader and the inquisitors and she has to be like Right, she's the only real person, kind of thing. They're all yeah. kind of monsters and, in, and makeup. In the later <laughs> episodes, you kind of get to see like more her real self starts to come out, and uh, she does pretty well, I think. Well, her backstory is kind of interesting, right? I mean, she was a Jedi. She was one of the kids that that Anakin murdered, like when he became a child murderer, right? She was one of the children. Yeah, actually, so was Baby Yoda, which I was surprised they didn't have like they didn't oh. connect that like they didn't right. show her rescuing baby yoda or running into him or anything like that a part right. of me is kind of glad because that would just be so fan servicey to be yeah. like hey you love baby yoda <laughs> <laughs> he was he was also part of this whole thing uh yeah random fun fact uh yeah, I don't know. Apparently, they're making an Obi Wan season two, and I don't think it really needs a second season. It, it really right. told the whole complete story of what I wanted to see in that one season. Uh, I I really want someone to just take Star Wars out of this like fifty sixty year like gap of time that it's been stuck in. Right. Like, either go way after Episode Nine like a hundred years later <laughs> or go way before it, like a super right. duper prequel when the Jedi were at their height, like a thousand years ago. Uh, what, what do you, do you like think that. it's, like, is it the fault of the prequels that they kind of have written everything into corners? I think so. And I think what Disney is doing now is like writing all these shows that are, are just explaining plot holes. <laughs> like the Obi-Wan does so right. much of that. Of like, how did Darth? How did Obi Wan know that Darth Vader was Anakin? And like, oh, we'll explain it in this show. And really, I didn't care. <laughs> or Rogue One has the whole thing of like, why if the Death Star was a perfect super weapon, why does it have this stupid exhaust port that they can blow up? And, <laughs> right. Oh, it was put there on purpose by this guy. It's like I right, don't blah, blah, care. Blah, right. It was just it was just there as a plot device so they could shoot <laughs> the thing into it and blow it up. Like, <laughs> I, I remember you told me years, this is years ago, I remember we were talking, I think we were talking about one of these, I think it was right when Disney had purchased and they were like planning, like they had done their initial thing where they're going to do a movie every two years and in the in an in-between year it would be a standalone, a solo story, a Boba Fett story and all. And I guess yeah. that has been kiboshed because of people weren't that interested, I guess. Um, because Solo came out and Solo, right? And I don't did I mean, Rogue it One didn't it didn't do underperform? It was just like lukewarm, kind of. Yeah, and the thing is, like, the, the problem is they mar they waste so much money on what waste they spend so much money on marketing. Yeah, yeah, you spend three hundred million making it, so you you need right. it to make seven hundred million or something for it to right. be considered a success because it's it, like. It's a billion dollar break. Another two hundred million to market it, 
Right. Yeah. And they just don't <laughs> perform too well in China. It's like China. the Chinese will watch Transformer movies before they'll watch Star yeah, Wars movies, I guess. Know, that's funny, too. Like, even my Chinese ex-girlfriend, uh, the only Star Wars movie she had seen, and this is true with a lot of Chinese people, weirdly enough, is episode one. Because it was the first Star Wars movie to be released in China. Ah, uh, okay. So and a lot of Chinese people, <laughs> when you say Star Wars to them, they, they think, think of Phantom like Darth Wars. Maul and oh, Jake Lloyd. Jesus. and yeah. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. <laughs> so no wonder they weren't excited when Star Wars came sure, out. Sure. They're that's, just like, that, that was... easy movie from the 90s? Well, I think that's sort of me because I didn't watch the movies when I was a little kid. Because I'm born in 78. So that's like when those movies started coming out, right? So I was too young. Well, I mean, yes, because the first Star Wars was in theaters for like three years straight. So it was probably still playing in some theaters in 1970. And so what's Return of the Jedi? 83? 83, yeah. All right, so I'm only five years old. So it's like I'm a little bit – if I had been – 10 maybe i would have been like oh star wars let's go watch it but you know i'm too young to go want too young to really appreciate this so anyway the the first and only movie until part seven that i saw in the theater was uh uh phantom menace and i saw it with some friends from college because that's what 2000 no 1998 or something 99 99 okay so it would have been like my senior year of college I saw it with some friends that are like huge into like they knew all the backstories and the blah, blah, blah. And they had me all pumped up. And I was like, all right, so I can watch this. It's a prequel. And then I'll catch up to the other stuff as we go. And um, it was so bad. That was, that was probably a bad move. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, I don't want, you know, like I was just like, I don't want to watch any more of this stuff. And then the internet comes out and then you see other like the Plinkett reviews and everything. I'm like, hey, I wasn't alone. Everyone, you know, the world kind of kind of uh agreed with a lot of my complaints about this but then i never cared enough to watch any more of it even to hate watch it i was like i i just did i didn't find it enjoyable in a in a because i had no ties to you know so i can imagine how the chinese felt they had no ties to the original series and so if you watch a bad movie you're not going to watch the sequel to it you know you're not gonna be like oh i want to see more of jake lloyd's adventures in space or whatever yeah <laughs> the the cartoon or, rabbit or never caught on and right the- they're they're missing a huge market there but what i was saying what you had told me years and years ago you had said because we were talking i think about cinematic universes and you said if the godfather had come out now the problem is you wouldn't just have godfather one godfather two you would have the mo green story standalone and it'd have mo green (laughs) like that little the backstory that hyman roth tells and for me the backstory he tells it's he created a desert stop by over for GIs. That city was Las Vegas. He was never given like the they didn't build a statue to him because he was a gangster. So they never gave him the, um, you know, the, the fame and the fortune for it. And then Corleone kills him. They, that's his story. And Hyman Roth tells you that. But in today's day and age, there would have to be a two hour movie or an eight-hour uh, series actually, about the. Now that you're talking <laughs> about it, I'm surprised there isn't. Really right, I'm, I'm sure there's an audience for that. Like, and and how, Alex Rocco yeah, is still I'm wondering, alive. Like, how long until they start making the like Godfather spinoff movies? I know right, Paramount this... Plus has that show. I haven't watched it yet, although it looks interesting. Uh, called The Offer. That's like mm-hmm. a. a fictionalized account of like the making of the first godfather movie yes uh i've heard matthew good is really excellent in that oh i didn't even i didn't know he was in that i really like matthew good 
Me too. That's actually the reason uh, I've wanted to see that. I'm watching there's a show on Shudder called A Discovery of Witches, where Matthew Good plays a, a sexy vampire. It's okay. almost like the the good version of Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> what Twilight show is it? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm actually I'm enjoying it as like a guilty pleasure. Oh, Miles Teller is it, in. It's like it's kind of a it's kind of a cheesy show about like witches and vampires fighting each other and falling in love and stuff like that. I think it's based on a book series, right? Uh, <laughs> But oh. yeah, I'm gonna at some point I'm gonna have to check out the offer because I'm interested. I, I'm gonna see, and it's short I, too. I, I think it's like six episodes or something. Right? It's a short run. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm really surprised that uh, Paramount Plus, but maybe they will. I think it's only a matter of time before they start green lighting. Sure. Uh, the The Godfather universe. <laughs> yeah, because there's there are video Whatever. games. Yeah, like the mo- there's the mo- the mo- there are there are an expanded stuff. universe because there's novels and there's. Someone's done Luca Brazzi stuff. Someone's done like there's. I don't know. I, I doubt any of it's considered canon, but um, there is stuff out. I've played the okay. video game. It's Some of the it video game is pretty. Be, I don't know because the video game incorporates scenes from the movies, um, and also you're doing other stuff at the same time. Um, kind of like the Warriors video game, yeah, which right. is like a prequel and the events of the movie, and then a. Uh, um, a uh, like epilogue. epilogue, yeah, very brief epilogue. Old video game, but very good. Um, hey, why not do a war- Warriors? Actually, games, you know, games. but I never. When they came out, it was like PlayStation Two era, and I yes. just had not seen any of those movies. It was a so I button really mashing, kind of. Yeah, because <laughs> that was I was that was like two thousand four, two thousand five. I was in high school. Uh, see, Warriors is a difficult video game, but if you like the movie, you love the game because it's the same characters. And, uh, you know, it's a it's obviously a video game version, but there's uh, it's clever. You fight each of the gangs that okay. in, introduced in the movie. But uh, I had not uh, seen the the Warriors until very recently, actually. Oh, okay. Like, That's a movie I'm surprised they haven't remade, just because it's. It's one of those movies that people like reference a lot, like in music and rap, and you know, I'm surprised that they haven't. Maybe it's a lot of people's why, favorite movie because it has like a timeless quality, even though it's also very much of its time. It reminds yeah. me a lot of Scarface, same like where people have like million posters of it and T-shirts, right? And- <laughs> So it's it's enough of a Warriors and Scarface and those types of movies are enough of a marketing machine without having to remake them. Yeah, maybe that's why. Like, I remember someone telling me they want they're, they're planning they're going to make a realistic version of the Warriors, and I was like, well, that sounds terrible. Like the reason the Warriors is fun because the gangs are dressed up like ninjas and baseball players. Yeah. And, <laughs> like that would be stupid if it's like actual realistic gangs. Like that's not a there's nothing fun about that. <laughs> Yeah, um, the whole part was like the the we're they're all in the subways is one of the best like such an iconic scene and they the way they're dressed and like you know the there's mi- the gang of mimes even which is uh, you know that's you know the yeah they're artists weird, like they're very um, colorful and yeah yeah it it has it's supposed to be like a comic book kind yes. of thing and. And then they have the whole little back, you know, the whole like the orphans are not they weren't invited to the meeting because they're not on like the network of gangs. They're sort of like a minor league kind of thing. Um, 
the girl he meets. Yeah, it's just the, it's, it's great. It's great. I'm glad they I'm glad they didn't ruin it. I'm glad they didn't do the yeah. give it the the, the prequel treatment. <laughs> um, well, you're talking about vampires. I wanted to mention um, uh, first kiss. Uh, I've seen a lot of YouTube videos on it, so people oh, are watching yeah. it. Or do you mean do you mean first bite? First kill. First kill. First kill. First kill. Is it okay? Yeah, I thought it was called. called first bite, but I think uh, I think the first episode was called first kiss. But it's a it's a lesbian Romeo and Juliet vampire and vampire hunter story. That looks like was oh, nice. film. I, I really want to watch it. It looks fun. It's good, but it's bad. Because it's it's CW sci-fi level action. Um it's really, oh, really okay. like like they're fighting in a forest and it it looks really, really bad and it's edited very poorly. Okay. It's a, a discovery of witches is kind of like that, but it it has the action in a discovery of witches is bad but like the just the scenes where they're sitting down and talking in like a library or something are really right good and like shot really well the the story's good so see this is shot like a soap opera this is shot very flat uh, it actually lo- like if you just sounds, walk by it sounds kind of like the the first season of riverdale like i, I yes. actually really liked riverdale when it first started it was like cheesy cw like pandering to 13 year olds but like right. actually good version of that kind of right. show and then riverdale season two be- was completely the opposite it was like the terrible worst possible version of that kind of show like it's, it's crazy how quickly it went from like uh like the example of how good a cw show can be in the right to have season two is the example of how terrible a cw show could be when it becomes super <laughs> pandering and and way too many plot threads at once, and the characters are doing things that don't make any sense, right? Blah, blah, See, blah. first kill has very li- the two leads are so likable and they're so good, and um, the woman from Lost is in it, and I think there's a few other people like you recognize, but no one really stands up. But then um, the uh, the premise is good. The, the 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 scenes between the two leads can be great at times um but wow just the just the them fighting a ghoul in like a cemetery set it looks like a high school play i mean it's really oh boy. it's really <laughs> really bad so it's like even it's, it's even worse than those some of those bad action scenes in obi-wan where they're like oh yes yes out. It's it's like when the when you watch those best of the worst movies, sort of like those Roger Corman rubber monster movies. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Like the the ghouls, because the, the whole they actually create a very interesting world. Like it's a world where monsters exist. People understand that monsters exist, and the one family is a monster hunting family that just goes from town to town killing vampires and goblins and demons and zombies and all these things and then the the girl the main girl's family is a legacy vampire so that means she can walk she was born a vampire and they were all born from the the lilith line of vampires so they can day walk you can't stake them like they're um but they can turn other people into vampires but the ones they turn are sort of like the the weak vampires who can be staked and okay i think it's like 
the same kind of thing in it, right? Like, there's the vampires who have been vampires, right? Lives, and they kind of look down on, right? Uh, like, I think Stephen Dorff's character is one of the people who has turned, and so he's right. like taking over the. He's like right. the new guy who's taking over the corporation kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And those ancient vampires are thousands of years old and they don't, yeah, they're, yeah. They've almost like devolved into Nostroff, Nosferatu, Nosferatu, <laughs> kind of, kind of like what we do in shadows kind of yeah. plays Actually, off that a been, little. Speaking of what, yeah, I was going to say another show I watched recently was what we do in the shadows. Oh, uh, I love that show. Like I'd seen the movie before, but I, I just started, uh, or I just got caught up on, uh, at least what they have on Disney plus so far. I think there's another season that came out on FX. Is, on there? is there, I know there's I another the one coming. Season. Okay, I think four is coming, right? I think four came out and five is coming, but four isn't okay, okay. on Disney Plus yet. Ah, okay, okay, okay. I'm trying it to think where. Yeah, I... it takes a little bit before they put it on. Right, because that's an FX. Yeah, I love it. I love Even that show. Atlanta, like I just, I just saw the third season of Atlanta, and that that came I saw out on too. Disney Plus like a little bit, a couple months after it came out on FX, I think. Okay, July twelfth is going to be the next episode of, um, what we do in shadows. I don't. Do, do you like it? I love it. I yeah, I love that show. It's great. <laughs> I love the movie and the show. I think one of the few I think times. Andor is probably my my favorite, but uh, all of all the characters are so good. <clears throat> I I like how they introduced like the the energy vampire. Like he's he's different. You didn't see him in the movie. Yeah, yeah, and. Some of the episodes with him are pretty funny with like the when the girl comes and she's like an emotional vampire. Yes. And like yeah. And they're both out boring each other. <laughs> and they have the really awkward breakup at the end where right. she's like she's breaking up with him, but trying to drain his emotions at the same time. And uh, Yeah, it's such a funny show. Guillermo is great. And there's that that Nick Kroll character who's like the, the douchey guy from the city, and he ends up living in the sewer. And, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost so forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go to the council, and all the vampires, like all these actual actors, are vamp- like Danny Trejo is a vampire, but he's just right, Danny and they're Trejo all like and... <laughs> themselves and stuff. <laughs> yeah, Wesley Snipes is a vampire, but he's just Wesley Snipes, and he's like he'll he'll right. be joining us via Skype. <laughs> Donald Logue from Blade. Is he was he one of them as well? Yeah, because they even mentioned the Blade. They're like, oh, you're in the Blade movie, and he's like, yeah, well, I like the uh, yeah. Um, um, oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's right. Wesley Snipes was on was on Snipe. That's right. <laughs> Skype. That's yeah, Skype, yeah. Skype. <laughs> and he kept every time he was saying something, it, it, they were like, "We already said that." Right. <laughs> you, you're delayed. Uh, yeah, that's another great show. I'm trying to think of what else, like what other. Uh, oh, like yeah, Atlanta. I mentioned. I liked it a lot. I, I season three, um, interesting because you they left the characters a lot to do little standalones, which I thought was good. Yeah, some of them are better than others. But so, yeah, I would say uh, some are definitely better than others. The first episode was fantastic. Like that's might be the best one of the season. Uh, 
with like the the kid going to the the kid and the two the couple yeah, yeah that was a good one that one actually had a lot of tension in it because i didn't know what direction a, a lot they were of going. that show is it's it really skirts the line of like horror comedy even yes. in the earlier seasons there's like that weird episode where uh lakeith stanfield's character was uh, darius Mm-hmm. buying the piano the house to pick up the piano and there's right. like a creepy old man <laughs> right he's sort of a weird michael jackson-esque shut-in sort of yeah that was really good there's, yeah there's a lot of those like jordan peele-esque episodes are probably yeah. probably some of the best stuff on atlanta because it builds tension but it's still kind of funny at the same time yeah um I liked the the Justin Bartha episode. I thought was actually pretty good too. That was the he was half white, half black. People thought he was white episode. No, that was uh, he's the guy from The Hangover, and it was like the episode where the uh, people had to pay whoever their ancestors kept as slaves. Like they oh yeah yeah yeah, that was episode four. Yeah, I watched them out of order. Yeah yeah yeah, that was a really good one. Yeah, the other one, the black and white one was interesting. I don't know if I like that one as much. Uh, I like the premise a lot. It did, it did make me laugh at the end. That's the really like awkward right. ending where it ends on like a freeze frame. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I also really enjoyed like the main storyline. It made me think about race relations in a much more nuanced way than most. Right bullshit hollywood white savior complex movies like right. the green book or whatever where the oh. movie always ends with like we did it everyone we fixed racism right. because <laughs> one white guy has a one black friend good right. job like, <laughs> like that's enough to end racism globally or whatever uh but yeah atlanta touches on like not only on racism but also on the other side of it like the weird woke white mob mentality mm. that's kind of forming around it <laughs> like, right like the party I, scene yeah like i was gonna i was gonna mention that it's really clever the whole thing where like uh again with darius where he's mildly offended by something and then the white guy who's with him <laughs> almost has to do like the virtue signaling of like i'm so offended by this and he's right. like it's fine i don't care that much uh and yeah, I, I like it because most most black people or any racialized group has been in that situation before. Right. They're like, I don't care that much or I've or I've heard worse. Yeah. And, and he's just such a laid back character. Like, ah. He's like, yeah, no, I just want to I just want you to pass me the scotch. Like he's he's such a laid back character. He doesn't take things, you know, um, it's not going to hold that character doesn't hold grudges to people. He's just like he kind of just yeah. he's happy go lucky yeah, he's, he's great lakeith stanfield in general like oh, he's getting everything there's a there's another movie i watched a couple days ago called short term 12 mm-hmm. i don't know if you've seen that but about like a uh youth facility kind of thing, like where uh the kids go before they send them off to uh to foster homes kind of thing and lakeith stanfield plays one of the kids who's turning 18 and he's about to leave the the facility okay it's really good it had it has uh brie larson like before she made a couple years before she made room is in it 
uh, Rami Malek before anyone knew who he was was in it. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, the girl was uh, what's her name? The the girl from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, the the like angry chick from Brooklyn Nine Nine. I can't. Oh, think of her Rosa. Name. Yeah, the girl who plays Rosa. Yeah. On I don't know the actress. Nine Nine is in it. <clears throat> yeah, it has a great cast. If you get a chance, it's. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Is it a comedy? And it has funny moments, but it's it's more it's mostly just a drama. Okay, but like a really really good, well written, like will probably make you cry drama. <laughs> if that's right, what yeah. you're in the mood for. Uh, I um, yeah. uh, speaking oh, of, oh no, you you mentioned someone that I had seen in something. Um, shoot, it'll come it'll come to me. Was it Lakeith Stanley? Um. Or Brie Larson, yeah, something. So that was as tangential to Brie Larson. Where I was like, oh yeah, there's something, something that someone else that she was connected to is in the, that. Well, that. there's uh, <laughs> another Disney Plus thing is Miss Marvel, uh, which I mean she's not in it, but she plays oh, right. Captain Marvel. She plays Captain like Marvel. The... I was, I haven't seen. I've been watching yeah. the boys though. I know you don't watch the boys. Uh, boys have been really. Yeah, the I, boys I, I want really to. I'm, I'm planning to. <laughs> Eventually. It's a fast watch, you know, because whatever eight episode seasons, and they're right oh, under okay, an hour. I, I thought yeah. it was a little bit longer than that. Because right now I'm in the middle of Stranger Things, so that's like okay, yeah, that takes a while. I watched that; that was good. <laughs> they went in I a like, very I, horror a lot direction. Three. See, yeah, season three I didn't really enjoy. Yeah, Stranger Things three kind of sucked. <laughs> I was kind of I was kind of partly bored by it and partly confused by it, which is a bad combination. Yeah, it's like I don't. Um, it's kind of like... sad when like the best character of the whole season is Lucas's little sister. Yeah, she was gonna. But, Steve was kind of different, but she shouldn't be the best character of the season. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, uh, Stranger Things four still not not perfect, but. It's, I'm a lot more engaged by it than I was by the third season. And Hopper is back to being an actually interesting character. Again. Yes, he was not I good. Re- I really like the stuff with Elle and with the other like scientists. And I liked all the movie references. You know, they did like a Silence of the Lambs thing. Excuse me. They did a Halloween thing. I, I liked all those uh, um, obvious homages, which were kind of fun. Yeah. I'm just the. I'm not super into like the other kids' storylines. There's, there's like the the kids in California and the kids back in Hawkins. And yeah, there was part, I'm I, like not as engaged by that part, part of the story. By I, the time of the last episode, I was like, "Wow, there are a lot of characters on this show," because they have yeah, the original group of, of kids, and then they've just kept on adding to them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I have... it's not as bad as like Game of Thrones, where there's just so many characters and so many loose ends to tie up. Right. Uh, at least Stranger Things has like one general kind of plot thread that they're focusing on. Game of Thrones, I think that uh, George Martin kind of wrote himself into a corner <laughs> with like just so much right piling so much shit into there. Uh, 
Uh, it's almost yeah. like one of those shows that need a per- like what was I was right, it was a really bad vampire show, but they had added a bunch of characters, and then they had this one episode where like the vampires break into the house where they're staying, and they basically just eliminate ninety nine percent of the characters, and then to make way for new characters, and I thought like wow that was kind of weird. It's almost like watching yeah. two seasons of I a think show. Walking Dead did, has done that a few times too, although I stopped yeah. watching Walking Dead after like uh, yeah. season four. That that show was too <laughs> slow like to, for me. Me too. I stopped about four. Um, what was oh I watched the show called Speaking of Walking Dead, called From, and it's got. The guy from Oz, who was also on Lost, Harold Perrineau, I think is how you pronounce his name. Ah, yeah, from The Matrix. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's in The Matrix. A, what is it? Link in The Matrix. Okay, I see. I always think of him as Augustus Hill from Oz, because I was a big fan of Oz. Um, oh, and he, I, he yeah, was I in think Lost. That, I think that show got him the part in The Matrix. Right, 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 right. Because that was his breakthrough kind of role. I think he was like a New York theater actor before then. Um, maybe I'm not. I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I don't know. I don't have to look it up. But anyway, um, the from people. There's a lot of people involved with Lost, which um can be good or bad. Um, but it's uh, basically yeah. one of those things. You you drive through this town, you see it. You basically take this road, and it catches you in a loop. And then at dark, oh, these um vampire sort of they're not vampires i guess they're they look like normal people they don't run they have a very 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 scary grin to them um it's very very unsettling to watch them smile and basically they'll they stand at the window and they try and talk you into letting them in um but because they they have they can't break into the windows because there's there's like these tokens or something i can't remember what they call it um totems that they that they use to kind of keep them at bay. Um, but like, there's this one guy, like one of the demons talks him into letting her in the house. Cause like, she'll see, like they've been talking together for, it seems like weeks or something like that. And he's kind of like a lonely guy. Everyone else in the house has like someone else or a couple or, you know, their husband and wife who showed up together or single people have paired off and like, she seduces him. And then he basically opens the door. And then of course all the, uh, all the all the other demons come and you know vampire like, people or, yeah yeah, I, yeah they Sounds eat you um it's really really good they rack up the tension really well um really uh um really good stuff okay let's see oz 1990s yeah uh harold harold Pernow had a couple things before uh, yeah he's a minor character romeo and juliet blood and wine king of new york i remember him in king of new york actually he's a one of the thieves on the train um but, but you, yeah. you might be right about him being like a theater actor yeah let's just say it says he just, was um did like new york movies every once in a while before he was on right his. he was uh um he was in fame actually which as a the stage the stage adapt, adaptation of fame um so yeah yeah um lost okay. uh it's had some good but anyway I, from I, I i assume it's coming back um i really hope it does let me see it's on, on its end 2022 okay april 22nd renewed for a second season um which is um it does not say okay. when but it got very see the problem with some of those shows is 
they ha- they're good, but they don't really have an ending in sight because they don't assume they're going to last forever. And then the like these weird like it's Epics mm. Network and Epics is like, yeah, well, we had our fun. Now we're going to not renew you and like <laughs> leave on a cliffhanger. There's a lot of shows. Like that. <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah, there is a show I watched earlier in the pandemic called Dark Matter. That was like a Indian made space network series. Surprisingly good, like low budget Canadian sci-fi show. But the same thing happened. Like it gets up to season three, ends with like a, a portal to another dimension opens. A bunch of aliens come out, right. cliffhanger, and that's the end of it. And that's the end of it. <laughs> like, um. Oh my gosh! Good job, guys. Good job, Space Network. I don't know and if you watched the Society. That show and Killjoys were airing at the, like, they played them at the same time of night, and Killjoys mm-hmm. aired all five seasons, oh. but Dark Matter got canceled after three. I don't know why. Like, just let right. it, it was, Dark Matter was planned to have five seasons. Like, right, let them finish. Them? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> like, you let Killjoys finish, those shows probably both have the same amount of budget. Like, sure. I assume Killjoys had a slightly bigger audience because of Anna John Kamen is a much is like a bigger name, right? And she's hot, so, <laughs> so people <laughs> were probably watching for that. Uh, but yeah. yeah, there was a show Sorry, on Netflix. Was I was gonna say that the Society, but it was sort of like a lost show. Kids go on a field trip, they come back home, and the town is gone. So they have access to their houses. The electricity's working. Uh, the stores are still stocked and they have to create like a basically they elect a leadership. They have to deal with like, all right, what do we do when they're, like, if there's a murder or something or there's some sort of crime? Like, how do we deal with this? And it was um, it wasn't great, but it was pretty good. And it was interesting enough where I wanted to see more. But it was, it was one of the pandemic casualties and they decided they had renewed it, uh, okay. but then they decided to to kill it off and it, stuff. it sounds like th- there was another show very similar to that and it can't it had jeanette mccurdy from iCarly in it and oh, it was I like, like all the all the kids in the town were kind of like rounded up in one place and had to like fend for themselves because all the parents died of like a pandemic or something mm. uh, what was that called <laughs> I'm going to look it up. It's, it's called like outside or between. That's what it, but it was kind of terrible. Like I watched the first two episodes and it was another like one of those Netflix, like kind of aimed at like 14, 15 year olds who liked the Hunger right. games or whatever and wanted more of that. Like it's weird how popular like post-apocalyptic type stuff like that is with younger audiences, but I guess when you're when you're fourteen, fifteen, like you kind of feel like everything is the end of the world anyway, so it makes right. sense that you'd be into those kinds of sure. uh, stuff like the Maze Runner and Divergent and all that, where it's all like post-apocalyptic or society has crumbled or whatever, uh, tends to appeal to those audiences. Yeah, it's a bit of like wish yeah, fulfillment be, too. Like, with, hey, no parents, no rules. Yeah. Yeah, between was kind of the same kind of thing where it's like every, everyone over twenty one or twenty two dies of like a a virus, and then it's just like 
only all the children have to like reform society kind of thing right but yeah like you said there's the the wish fulfillment of like society has crumbled and now we get to do whatever we want Uh, but also we have the responsibility now to form our own society uh i've never seen it before but i guess the 100 is kind of yeah that's the same sort of vein as well (laughs) There was a show where these four kids are camping. Like, there's like a nerdy kid, a jock kid, uh, like a weird stoner kid, and they come back to their house, and like no one knows. Like, the parents are like, "Oh, hi, who are you?" No, we only have one son. You're not our son. Do you remember that one? Um, no. <laughs> it was kind of good, uh, and of course, the four people are complete opposites. They hate each other, but then they all sort of. Um, you know, because they're kind of stuck together at this point. Um, was it like a? Was it also like a Netflix series? Yeah, it must like, have been. I don't watch much outside. Netflix of, much of is so series. bad at promoting their own shows; they just drop. Yeah, so and then crap at once, and like the, and only, the only stuff. Yeah, because they they only bother to promote like the really big like Stranger Things, Stranger things or the, yeah. the Adam Project when that came out was on the main page for a while. Oh, I didn't like that one. Stuff like. But like stuff like that, like either a, a big movie yeah. or or an Adam Sandler movie, those and, always yeah. get promoted. <laughs> Underground Six was terrible and promoted. I think it was Michael Bay. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but no, I watched like fifteen minutes. It was really bad. I didn't hate the Adam Project. I thought it was it was flawed, but kind of fun. I thought it, it was kind of boring. As... Not as much fun as it should have been, though. Yeah, that's like, what I didn't like about considering it. Considering the premise, it should have been. I should have been more entertained by it. I was more uh, like I. I found parts of it interesting, I guess. But yeah, it was. It wasn't. It was kind of boring in parts. Uh, and yeah, weirdly not as funny as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that was the problem. But some of some of the action scenes where he has that weird stick. That can like make things explode. I thought were pretty cool. So I don't know. <laughs> it was okay. Adam Project was like a, another six out of ten type type of thing for me. Right. Uh, I also watched Red Notice recently, which was also uh, actually I think I liked Red Notice maybe a little bit more than Adam Project, even though people tended to not like that one as much. Right. I, I had Is that like Bruce Willis or something? No, that's a, also with Ryan Reynolds. He's in everything now. It's crazy. He, is, yeah, he was in a weird <laughs> serial with... killer movie, too. Really? I don't know if, I've, if I remember that. Like, it was like that a serial recently? killer comedy. Um, gosh, what's it called? Um, oh. One of those things I just kind of was found with him, and, him and The Rock and uh, Gal Gadot. Oh yeah, Gal Gadot, or however you say it, is <laughs> kind of like the femme fatale in it, and uh, like uh, Ryan Reynolds plays a thief, and then The Rock is like the FBI guy who's right. uh, trying to track him down, and then they end up having to team up, and it was like fun in like a '90s action movie, like turn off your brain kind of a way. <laughs> So right. I, I kind of got into it a little bit more than I did the Atom Project, just because it, it gave me those kind of nostalgic, like, 90s action movie spy Oh, he was in that gangster... Movie. I mean, sorry, the, the gambling movie that I really liked. 
uh, Mississippi Grimes. Which one? Oh, okay. I've never seen that one. Oh, it's so good. It's um, really, uh, I can't remember who plays the other guy in it. Um, ben Mendelsohn. with like the dude, I can't think of his name, but the dude from Sideways? Uh, or I'm thinking the, of someone Ben else. Mendelsohn kind of looks like the guy from Sideways a little bit. Oh, okay. I can't find the serial killer movie he's in. Let's see. He's obviously not, it's not Deadpool. It's not Life. Life was, did you see Life? Was that the one where he's like an astronaut? Yeah. And it's like a yeah, that one remake was of Alien. Kind of meh. <laughs> yeah, it was like one of those alien alien ripoff movies. Yeah. Was that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, I think, was also in that, right? And yeah, it was it was one of those like it was a monster movie with all famous people. Yeah, and I think I think Ryan Reynolds dies relatively early into the movie which was kind of shocking because he's like a big name and then jake gyllenhaal ends up being like the guy who survives most of it but yeah that movie was kind of (laughs) dumb this is what this this i'm like i'm looking one by one i cannot find this uh maybe it's one of the really early movies that they they released later he, oh yeah, pl- I saw I saw Free Guys. I liked Free Guy actually. It was fun. Oh, the, yeah, the video game based movie, I guess. Yeah. Um, oh, I also watched The Hitman's Wife's. I keep watching all these Ryan Reynolds movies, but <laughs> I right. also I guess I'll have to watch Mississippi Grind. To keep keep the. Oh, he's uh, the, the proposal. Movie. That was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, I saw that recently too. <laughs> watched it with a friend. <laughs> It was, yeah, it was not great. Uh, I didn't bother it... to watch Six Underground. I did, I watched The Hitman's yeah, Wife's Bodyguard, bad. which was meh. The first Hitman's Bodyguard was okay, but it didn't deserve a sequel. Like, right. I don't know why we needed a second one. That's it reminded weird, me but... of, like, Red 2. <laughs> like, <laughs> not that, like, Red is an okay movie at best. Like, why did we need a second? Right. Why are two of them? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't know which, which, uh, Uh, where he played a serial killer. And I I feel like it's one of those movies where like, like he kills his day. He like, here it is. I found in the first, okay. By Googling, I found it, but it wasn't under his, it's called the voices. I didn't see it in his film. Oh, maybe I was looking at a selected filmography. Anyway, um, it was called the voices through it and I don't see anything, but okay. 2014 Anna Kendrick's also in it. Um, so, Oh yeah, there it is. Okay. It was clever. It was pretty funny. Um, not really, Usually my favorite kind of movies, those sort of dark, dark comedy serial killer movies. But this is a good one. It was a good one. I liked it. Okay. I think I found it on yeah, Netflix I'm, I'm just looking, randomly. I'm looking it up now. Oh, it's it's directed by Marjan Satrapi. I didn't know that. Who's okay. that? I will have to watch. I'll have to watch it then because she she made Persepolis and Chicken with Plums, which are like two of my favorite movies ever. Oh, okay. And I actually met her once at TIFF. Uh, I was there for the premiere of Chicken with Plums, 
and she was outside having a smoke and uh, I was like volunteering as like an usher or whatever and came out and saw that she was having a smoke and I, to- I told her Chicken with Plums was my favorite movie that I'd seen all year and then she gave me a hug. <laughs> so, oh, beautiful. <laughs> That's great. So yeah, I'm going to have to see... Uh, she has a few other movies that I haven't seen. Radioactive either. That's her latest movie. Right. She's one of those. She doesn't have a lot of, you know, doesn't, uh, not very prolific. But I like but, that a lot. Uh, Mary Curie. So reminds me of um, what's the guy I like a lot that did uh, he did those uh, 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 peace during wartime. Uh, what's it called? Um, uh, Todd oh, Solans. Todd Solans. Yeah. yeah. You know, the guy's done yeah, like five movies. He only makes a movies. movie every like three or four years. Right. Linklater too, I guess, doesn't, he's not, he's not very prolific, but they're all good kind of thing. Yeah. Linklater, I think, has made more than these other guys, because he's made a lot of, like, he makes a lot of in-between movies, like in-between big projects. He tends to make like smaller projects. Yes, he does some things that go really, really far under the radar. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like, um, I'm probably butchering her her name, but Marjan Satrapi has only done like five or six movies. So, and I've I've only ever seen the first two uh, Chicken with Plums and Persepolis. So, I will have to try and track down the rest because <laughs> yeah, chicken with plums is fantastic. If you haven't seen it completely, another one of those movies that completely flew under the radar. I don't even know where you would see it. Like <laughs> if you weren't lucky enough to be there at TIFF when it premiered. Um, but it's one of those, it's one of those weird movies that like switches styles a lot. Like at one point it feels very dark at one point, uh, it's shot like a, like a sitcom from the (laughs) eighties. Like it, it keeps kind of switching styles depending on like the character's mood in that scene. Uh, yeah, it's a very interesting film. Right. Uh, I don't know what else. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff that like you've talked about or that you told me to watch that I finally got around to, like the French oh. Dispatch. Okay, uh, yeah. Pig with great. Nicolas Cage. I finally watched. Uh, I watched Old, <laughs> the, the new okay. uh, M Night Shyamalan movie. That was kind of uh, weird. Thought it was okay actually. I, like I was I found it pretty engaging until the ending. I thought the ending was terrible. Like the last yeah. twenty minutes of old are bad. Yeah. <laughs> it it should have been like a five minute ending that you know, like it ties things up but still leaves it kind of ambiguous rather than taking like twenty minutes to tie up every possible loose end. Right. It's so long and tedious. And the movie's already like pushing two hours at that point. It's like just right. ramp it up, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, French Dispatch too was kind of. I think you said something about it's like the most Wes Anderson-y Wes Anderson movie. And yeah, it's very <laughs> much like the the set pieces, especially and the, um some of the dialogue. I really enjoyed it, but but yeah. I, I liked it, but I could see if if you don't 
love Wes Anderson, you're going to hate it. <laughs> right. And if you like Wes Anderson, you'll probably like it, but it probably won't be your favorite Wes Anderson. Movie. Yeah, and I didn't find it very rewatchable like most of his other movies. I think all his other movies are very, very. I think because of the because it has like a what do you an anthology type of thing to it, so you yeah. don't really get to to know and love the characters as much as you do in something like Moonrise Kingdom or Grand Budapest Hotel. Right. Which I didn't know that going into French Dispatch. I thought it was just about a, a newspaper and it, we were going to get to know the people at the newspaper or something. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like Grand Budapest uh, Hotel, actually. But it, it... Yeah, it had this... It actually reminds me a lot of the new Coen Brothers movie, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh yeah, it does kind of have kind of the same of thing. Where like, if you don't like the Coen Brothers, you're gonna hate it. Right. <laughs> if you like the Coen Brothers, you're probably gonna enjoy it, but it also probably won't be your favorite Coen Brothers. Right. It's not as good as like Fargo no. or Big Lebowski or something like that. But no. same thing. Where like, it's it's a bunch of little vignettes. Some are better than others. <clears throat> Some are more engaging than others. Uh, that's always a that's danger kind of, with that's vignettes. kind of the case with anthology movies yeah right. <laughs> like creep show and stuff like that like you're you're always going to be subconsciously comparing each story and ranking them right. in your head <laughs> cat, cat, what's the one with the stephen king one the cat's uh, eye cat's eye yeah some of those are so uh, the quitters inc was very rewatchable i think the others are yeah, I like Man on a Ledge is pretty. Oh no, good. I, yeah, I like that one a lot too. Yeah, I think about that. That yeah, was. I don't. I don't really like the third one with Drew Barrymore. It's no, like, I didn't like that one. You can kind of just after after one hour or so, an hour and fifteen or whenever Man on a Ledge ends, you can kind of just turn the movie off at that point. Because um, hers is the cat fighting the goblin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird because that's the through line of the whole movie, but it's the least interesting. It's part the least, of the film. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> what was. Did they ever do a. The one where he. I think they did make a movie of it, or a part of an. Um, maybe it was part of a TV series. The one where the guy sends the box of plastic soldiers that come to life. Uh, I want to say I saw that in a movie. It was one of the short Stephen Short King, um, Stephen King short story collections. That was one of his more memorable ones. Maybe that's in like Creepshow Two or something like that. Okay, like it that's sounds familiar, <laughs> but I can't place where I've seen that before. Okay, the story was called Battlegrounds. Let's see, blah blah blah. It was in Night Shift. That's right. Um. Similar concepts were used in different movies, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, there's a television series called Nightmares and Dreams to Gapes. And they had it. Oh, William Hurt? Wow, William Hurt plays the main guy. That's kind of weird. <laughs> wow. Okay. Maybe I, yeah, I guess I haven't seen it then. Eight episodes of TV show on, on um, um, TNT. Huh. You know this existed. When was this like the nineties? Yeah, uh, two thousand and six. But listen to this: William Hurt, William H Macy, Ron Livingston, Tim Tom Berenger, Jeremy Sista. These are Stephen Weber, Kim Delaney. Wow. These are like all real actors and actresses, like movie yeah, stars. Yeah, so it's a, it sounds like it's kind of like Masters of Horror, but even more yeah. like 
Masters of Horror had like B and C grade actors. This sounds like it's like A grade actors, right? Like doing doing like Masters of Horror type of episodes, kind of thing. Yeah, it, it makes sense. I guess do a quick little. Hey, William Hurt, you could do a one day filming show. No, no dialogue, so it's all. Huh, it's clever. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to oh, watch. Oh yeah, nightmares and dreamscapes from the stories of Stephen King. I'm gonna have to watch this because I, I recognize some of these stories, not all of them. But... Yeah, it sounds it sounds interesting. Yeah, this was around the same time that like Masters of Horror and uh, what was the other one? Fear itself, I think, was like the follow up to Masters of Horror. Like, oh, okay. All those kinds of shows were on it around around this time in like the early two thousands. Okay. Oh, because it was like it was a mini series. That's why it probably just aired once and then faded into obscurity. Unless you're like a really hardcore uh, Stephen King fan, right? But yeah, like looking at the cast, it's like all really big all star people. Right, yeah, even uh, Cody Smith McPhee, who's uh, uh, what was he? He was in like uh, Let Me In and The Road, like probably one of his first things, like when he was like five years old or something. Sure, that's crazy. Yeah, it was third credit. So, <clears throat> when he, oh, he would, he would have been ten, nineteen ninety six. Wow. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, as I say, I'll have to check this. Give me something to kind of do in my free time. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is there anything else that uh, you've seen recently? In, oh gosh, I, I'm or... sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. After we talk, I'll, I'll message you yeah. later. And be like, oh yeah, I forgot about this one and this one. Oh, I, Top Gun Maverick was one I saw recently okay. that I I liked a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, one of the few movies I would recommend actually going to a theater just because of all the like real life, like jet stuff <laughs> that they filmed for it. Right. Uh, even if you don't get into the plot, just to watch it as like a documentary about fighter jets. Like it's, it's beautifully shot. Uh, very, very little use of CGI. Uh, nice. the, the fighter jet stuff is great. Yeah, I don't know. I, I liked it in that it's not... It was still kind of a nostalgia-y type of movie, but it didn't fall into the same kinds of uh, boring <laughs> like traps that these types of movies fall into, uh, where the legacy characters come back, but they're too old, so they just stay on the sidelines and do nothing. Right. Uh, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I think that's about it. I, I still haven't seen the new Jurassic Park. Don't really want to. Um, Bridget saw it. <laughs> she liked it, but um, you know, she she's not like a fan of the series or anything. She just watched it as something to watch. Oh, okay. Because everyone I know who likes the series, I've I've heard that it's better than Fallen Kingdom, but still very bad. <laughs> right which is not that's not a high bar because fallen kingdom is one of my least favorite movies ever so right that was really if, bad. if this movie can even be passably good fine but i'm not gonna waste money to go see it in the theater when i'll just wait for it to come out on streaming or whatever <laughs> right uh, 
but yeah i don't know i guess that's about it for this episode i feel kind of sad because it's we're saying goodbye although i'm sure you and i will still hang out and yeah well we should maybe, and, yeah i don't, I don't know this work if Dude, the channel stays open in spotify right like they don't delete these no i don't think so yeah so we can maybe do a very special episode six months from now or something yeah <laughs> yeah it could be even though See I'm we're releasing at. this as like the finale. I guess we'll just call it the season one finale. Yeah, it was a good run though. It was like you said, it was like thirteen or twelve or thirteen episodes. Uh, we did? fifteen total. If you oh, that's a, that is a good season season run. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's it. I... And I'm very happy we didn't end on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That would have been a terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was that the last one? I, I think guess so. so. Jeez. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, we had talked about doing those uh, Schwarzenegger comedies, but you yeah, were traveling. I, I went to Brazil and we got busy, and it just never right. happened. Uh, and I, I'm glad that wouldn't have been. That would have been. We probably would have spent a very short time on those. Yeah, uh, I don't think they I didn't have as much to to say about them. Really, <laughs> they don't particularly hold up very well, but they're not really offensive either. Kind of. No, yeah, well, there are there is some offensive stuff. Like, oh, yeah, well, that, yeah, the humor doesn't hold. <laughs> yeah, it was like, a, well, what's his name? Danny, um, Danny DeVito and in, in Twins, like, straight up molests, like, two or three different women throughout right, the movie. Right, right, there's definitely He's, he's some... just groping women left and right. Right, and, and like, it's like, ha, ha, ha. Wait for laughs. Yeah. And even in Kindergarten Cop, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger is, like just the worst police officer on the planet like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's such a paper he's completely thing. abusive to everyone he comes into contact with as right. has like that shoot first ask questions later right and everyone thought was cool in the 90s cool but now we're exactly. like oh actually that's that's really not bad. a good way to be a police officer <laughs> and they <laughs> wrote we're seeing the results of shoot first ask questions later and it's it's not nice they wrote villains so poorly back then too like yeah he's a drug dealer built on world domination what anyway but yeah i guess that's it for us uh i will bid you adieu thank you right. for coming along on this journey for me for me with me <laughs> with me and for me um Hopefully I will see you soon in some capacity. Right. To, to all those out there, Radio Land, see you in season two. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have a good night. All right, man.